0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Seek Outside podcast. My name is Dennis. Uh, Kevin is joining us today from uh, the new offices, I guess, at, at Seek Outside HQ. And then our guest today um, is Bianca Germain. Um, you can find her on Instagram, Bianca Germain. You may have seen some of her pictures um, showing up on our Instagram, some wonderful ski content coming out. Uh, Bianca, how, how's it going?
1: It's going well. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to uh, get chatting today.
0: Awesome. Uh, my so my first question. So, uh, well, one, you've been taking really, really amazing ski photos, and we'll get into kind of um, the ph- photography background um, and maybe what your day job is, but. I'm scrolling scrolling through your Instagram and kind of checking some things out. I, I see that you're um a pack burrow racing expert. Is that correct? <laughs>
1: uh, I wouldn't go I definitely wouldn't say expert. Um that was like one of those things or it was just an experience you had to try once. Uh and yeah, I mean we I did it with a good friend of mine and we trained I think once with a <laughs> bunch of donkeys. <laughs> okay. Um a, there's a pretty serious community there, actually, and and, and some serious running talent. Um, yeah, so we trained and then we signed up for a race in Creed, Colorado, which is like this old mining town. I just kind of thought it'd be a cool experience. I mean, the history behind pack burrow racing actually has to do with uh, mining. They used to race the, the burrows up to old mining spots, and whoever got there first would um get the claim for the mine and there's like all these crazy um rules regulations where you have to like i'm not gonna remember the names of these items but you have to go with like a pack on your burrow a shovel a pan something else and you're like weigh them anyways we were totally <laughs> over our heads and i remember sitting in the <laughs> we were waiting at the starting line and my friend matt's burrow just explosive uh bowel movement all over my friend matt's legs we haven't even gotten like the race started um and then my my donkey like basically walked the whole 10 miles he like wouldn't budge he like (laughs) found his like girlfriend donkey and that was like about the pace that we went so but it was a cool experience yeah
2: (laughs) to have the girlfriend donkey go faster like i don't
1: know yeah they just i mean like they say they're stubborn
2: (laughs) <laughs> so, so did
0: you uh did you rent like how does that work right like did you find yeah you a donkey like pay to, pay
1: to rent for the borough
0: got yeah. it. okay and so like the race the race provides the boroughs for
1: the um there's like a pack western pack borough racing association something like that and you can like go through them
0: hmm.
1: I, don't, I honestly don't even know how we found this but <laughs> did you win Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> we, we rolled up at a slow walk pace, but, you know, probably behind most of the, the pack.
0: That's crazy. I, <laughs> Which I is ten...
1: fine. I don't think I was ready to run 10 miles anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I just imagine, I, I just picture someone, right, like maybe you're driving over, um, over a pass in Colorado and you just see some guy running <laughs> down the road with his donkey, you know? Like, I, I don't know. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah no it's it's pretty i mean there's like strategy to it where like you want your donkey to be ahead of you on the down because it helps kind of pull you when you have a longer stride down mm-hmm. so you can move faster and it's yeah it's kind of crazy
2: interesting i'm um, not the, sure i'll do it, it again overtake, <laughs> it's going <laughs> to overtake uh ultra running pretty soon there's going to be like uh, the hard rock 100 donkey
1: yeah, uh,
2: yeah. Race. <laughs>
1: i think they're onto something
2: maybe seek
0: outside needs a sponsored pack burrow racing team
1: oh yeah we can pack a couple tents on there and add like quick setup to part of the race yeah
2: hmm Interesting. <laughs> can, can, uh, heard in Callahan that burrows can create quite an issue when they want to create their own door to a tent
1: hmm. they can create a lot of issues when they want to do their own thing for sure <laughs> turn around go the opposite direction that happened a couple times
2: so yeah. how do you make sure the borough um is a part of the team and is really contributing you know like we're all rowing together i mean because it sounds like the borough's um, like sometimes like well i want to go this way
1: yeah i don't i mean supposedly they really like to run and race and run in packs um so you kind of have to work that And a lot of the the racers actually own their own burrows. So, like, they have, like, a relationship that they work on every year for race season. And the better relationship you
0: have with your burrow,
1: the better your race will be. I don't even remember the name of my burrow. I think it might have been Thumper.
0: (laughs) You weren't working on that relationship very very long. (laughs) Yeah.
1: They're very, they're, very, they're cool. They're cool animals and, and the people who do it are super nice. They're super welcoming. So I'm definitely grateful for that.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Well, we don't have to, we don't have to spend 30 <laughs> minutes talking about pack. Race. I just yeah. Thought it yeah. It was interesting.
2: Um, it's well, pretty interesting.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Presenting unique things. I mean, what if you had a race barrel that was your pack animal for, uh, hunting? you know i mean you could really be oh, a yeah. fast hunter um with your pack burrow well Isn't i'm it? trying
0: i'm trying to think colorado trail could you could you take a burrow on the whole length of the colorado trail
1: yeah i don't know what the regulations were, are for like i assume you pass through different like blm and national forest and all that i don't know what it is for
0: yeah they should be taking a lot animals. wilderness area yeah, right so yeah. i would see no reason yeah. why you wouldn't oh, be able to yeah yeah,
1: Yeah. you want to do that, borough. we can make it happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. what is the on burrows?
2: Well, for the person who wants notoriety, they could get a well-trained <laughs> pack burrow and go around setting fastest known times, and then they yeah. would have a lot of notoriety. They'd be like, man, I own yeah. seven fastest known times. You could probably yeah. do Grand Canyon rim to rim to rim with a pack mm. burrow, right?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that's already been been done aren't there? there's a lot of burrows in the
0: grain there's the there's, there's somebody listening to this screaming right now that's like of course it's an fkt you yeah,
2: you <laughs> yeah of course <laughs> we own the only fkt yeah So yeah just, yeah. just use google yeah. or, or, or someone will listen to this and they'll be start googling before the end of it and be like Burrow, click buy you know <laughs>
0: Uh, well, I know there's a shortage in the world with llamas, right, becoming so popular as pack animals. So maybe you can get burros pretty cheap right now.
1: Yeah. A lot of these burros that are in these races, I think, are, like, pulled from, like, abandoned ranches and things. Mm. So. Got it. Like, give them a better life.
0: Yeah, racing. Anyway,
1: yeah. Huh
0: crazy all right all right yep. we'll, we'll, we'll leave that one we'll leave that one all we're right. gonna we're gonna do cool. more research and we'll get back to you on when the when the so borough racing team is founded officially. start our
1: official yeah. yep sponsorship great <laughs> <laughs> um
0: do you you spend a, a i would say maybe a fair amount of time and you can correct me if i'm wrong but um skiing in the winter time is that correct like are, is skiing kind of your jam
1: skiing is the jam in winter yeah and winter starts maybe Colorado winter starts sometimes October. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, and can go, I mean, it really can go all year if you're willing to work for it. Um, but generally around like May, June, it's kind of when it starts to fizzle out a little bit for me. Um, but yeah, what skiing is, skiing is the real deal.
0: Yeah. And, and so how many nights do you think, um, you spend camping on snow? uh through the winter
1: um last year was a little different um just because i went away and we went to georgia the country and we had like a base camp set up there um so that i mean last year was probably about maybe three weeks total so hmm. what is that Seven, twenty-one 21 days this year i'm hoping to be about the same i mean spring's kind of coming and it'll be interesting to see what happens with snow and whether we can push for bigger missions Um, but i'd like to get into the gore range which is kind of more difficult to access a little bit more committing and so yeah we'll see but that's that's probably about average
0: sure um and then when you're on these kind of um on these trips you're you're snapping photos is that correct so like is the i mean the point is probably to to ski it ski it but also to to photograph the whole the whole process is that correct
1: yeah i mean ultimately skiing and safety are probably priority but um i do like to capture the whole adventure so i'd say it's a good split recently 50 percent skiing and Dedicating time to that, and then also getting some photos out. Um, yeah, something I bo- enjoy both equally, so it's it's not too hard for me to do. <laughs> Although sure. I do definitely enjoy just solid ski trips as well. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> not sure. bringing the camera along.
0: Sure. So I suppose cameras are heavy, All
1: right? Yeah, yeah. I generally make the mistake of bringing way too much.
2: But do you ever talk? Or do you just always pack it on your mouth?
1: Well, um, we actually, the most recent Seek Outside camp trip, uh, I went with two of my, my guy friends, and I have a sled, but we don't have the Polk poles yet, so we used, like, jerry-rigged, like, some string, and or not string. I think we used paracord. Um, and we thought we would be able to get up, like, 1,500 feet <laughs> with this, like... Terribly jerry-rigged sled. We made it about halfway, which actually was pretty good. And we're like, nope, this is where we're camping. Um, so I do want to get a Polk sled. I think it would be helpful for both the up and the down. Was just as interesting, I guess.
2: Yeah, you really need you really need the traces to uh, yeah do, um, work well. Um, I've tried a few different sled configurations. Um, One that I think is interesting, um, not for a skier, um, is I used to have this Mad River rocket sled, which is supposed to be for downhill sledding on like a mountain. (sighs) I was going to yeah. say, anything with rocket sled in the, yeah. the title. Yeah. So I, I, me and Luke, who used to work here, we took it up to like 12.7 and sledded down one day off of a peak. It was actually pretty cool once you got <laughs> That's the, awesome. the ability, once you figured out how to do S-turns in it.
0: Okay, I was going to say, how, uh, like, brakes of any sort or just like dragging, dragging poles? The yeah.
2: <laughs> well, brakes are just stick your hands out, your pole out, kind of like maybe you would with an ice axe or something, you know? sure um, oh yeah once We figured that out yeah it was kind of it was kind of fun and i could see that <laughs> you know it would be yeah, you could have a lot of fun with it you know without having to be um an extremely good skier or snowboarder
1: i mean you're pretty much extreme sledding if you're up that high yeah you are yeah
0: yeah
2: That
1: that's <laughs> the next that's the next seek outside sponsorship <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah Rocket sleds. I don't know yeah. i I'm, I'm writing that down. I'm gonna have to look that yeah. up. Rocket Mad River
2: Rocket <laughs> Mad River
0: Rocket Sled.
2: <laughs> yeah. I might get another one. It was kinda of fun. I'll have to i have to say, especially on in like April kind of time frame. Yeah. Where, yeah. You get how, kind of worn and stuff.
0: How are you Perfect able to do corn? S yeah, how are you able to do S turns in it? Just is it kind of like It's kind of like
2: like you put your knees in it and you can kind of strap yourself in and then it's a little bit of, you know, how you shift your weight. Okay. So,
0: so are you kneeling in it? Is it more like a fancy knee board?
2: Yeah. You're kind of kneeling in it.
0: Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. I'm scared. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I want (laughs) to do that. I'll take on the Packboro Racing. I don't think I'm rocket sledding anything anytime soon. You could What's combine
2: the both. I might actually have a video on my Instagram from way back. Let me see. guess rocket uh, sled. Yeah. Let me see if I can go <laughs> way, way back on it. Sorry I got us distracted. <laughs> okay. Oh,
0: no. Um, so, uh, Bianca, one, one question I have for you, and, and you and I had kind of talked about this before, is setting a... You know just any shelter whether it's a seek outside tent or not um just setting a tent up on snow is is hard right for yeah it's just different it's, it's a different medium yeah. that you're working with um and we talked about you know like um you you like to use dead man anchors is that correct yep
1: yep um and, dead man and anchors yep
0: yeah and dead man's just m- meaning that you bury bury stuff in the ground that we've talked about and yeah. um we we showed a, uh, or I sent out a video last time of Kevin showing people how to how to dead man stuff. Um, do you? I mean, you can
1: dead man anything really. <laughs> it's pretty crazy.
0: Yeah, and, and so Especially I guess like, what's what's your choice or like best practices that you see with dead manning?
1: Um, oh boy. Um, for at least for most of my winter camping trips if we've dead man, we've used, I mean, you don't want to use like your too much of your gear because you need it. Um, so we'll actually use just like a good size stick, um, mm-hmm. for each, for each, uh, spot. Um, sure. yeah. And I would say dig it about two feet and that should be fine. I mean, it's crazy how quickly that snow hardens. Um,
0: mm-hmm like True. after you dig it up and pack it back down yeah 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 exactly yeah and then it's like you know, it's like pulling a bus out right
1: yeah you gotta have a shovel to get that out a lot of times
0: mm-hmm. um how do you how do you like running a stove
1: i like it a lot especially i mean if you're skiing snow all day you're likely going to come back pretty wet <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just nice to, you know, dry out your boots, dry out your gloves, dry out your socks, um, and get warm again. It's nice just knowing that you can be out for a couple of days skiing and actually get warm again.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it is a, it's a pretty big difference maker. Just the thing. Yeah. Of- just Ooh. like
1: having that little bit of comfort, it makes being out for a couple of days like that much easier.
0: Were you guys, um, when you would leave the tent, would you leave, like, a, a pre-built fire in there? So when you get back to the tent, it's just real easy to, to light on fire?
1: Um, I don't think we did. We sh- totally should have because it was actually really cold when we were there. Um, I think we woke up. It was, like, we finally left the tent. It was still, like, zero at, like, 9 a.m. Um, And mm-hmm. the same when we'd get back. We'd ski all day, get back. think was it in january that we went i think so so it was still getting dark pretty early um but we would set up the tent where it was easily accessible to our um wood fuel so we'd collect all that and make sure that was already so when we got back we just had to put that in but i do like the idea the extra little step of setting it up so then you just have to give light and
0: it's good yeah you just you just have to throw some fire to it right um yeah get it um how about how about your um your buddies on the trip were they psyched
1: oh they were so psyched yeah (laughs) they loved it um luckily they're like super easy and they're willing to put in the the work because it's definitely a little of a work prep to make sure that you're going to be comfortable out there um Mm. but everyone did their uh, dig their piece and yeah, it was fun. We played music, put on some lights, Sick. ate some. I brought in some pizza from this really dope place down the street from me. We warmed that up on top. Um, yeah, it was good.
0: That's what I you need. A that whiskey.
1: whiskey
0: <laughs> that's beers. what you need that sled for.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Kevin's no stranger to sleds filled with whiskey.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> not a
1: proper camping trip without it.
2: You can also take pizza like uh, I, I used to do a lot of peak bagging and I forget it was these two girls that I was that did a lot of hiking together and I was doing a peak uh, with them. It was a summit post gathering. Um, I don't know if anyone's familiar with that site, um, but um, they used to purposefully take their their strategy used to be take leftover pizza and wrap it up in foil and put it at the top of their pack and let the sun be. Oh beat yeah. It. And uh-huh. so it'd be warmed up pizza. Hmm.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, Luckily like that. pizza cold is also pretty darn good. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Very much so. Maybe not frozen. <laughs> yeah.
2: Though. Yeah. yeah not you frozen. A wildlife photos on your Instagram too. You have some beautiful photos, Bianca.
1: Oh, thank you, Kevin. Appreciate that. Yeah. Those, uh, you looking at the bison.
2: Yeah, Maybe. yeah, and I see some sheep as well. Did you go to Yellowstone, yeah. or where were the bison from?
1: The bison were from Yellowstone. That was a um, recent trip to Cook City, a
2: ski trip, and then
1: going to Cook you across so, so the Yellowstone. See a lot of bison there.
2: Um. So, do you do? Uh, did you you kind of broke up? Did you do a Yellowstone ski trip, like a tour, or what?
1: Yeah, we go to Cook City every year, which is basically west yellowstone Mm
2: -hmm.
1: montana and um you can snowmobile outside the park but if you are human powered touring you can ski in the park and uh, we have a good a good friend out there and guide Bo fredland we've been going with and he knows that place like the back of his hand he's appreciates all the ecosystem out there he's just a great guy to go with and so we've been going with him this was our fourth year fifth time we went twice this year so
2: i've always wow. wanted to do i've always i've wanted to do that yellowstone um thing for a while i've just and then i've also tried to convince angie just to do a snowmobile tour out there and she's been like yeah her her inclination is to go somewhere warm um well, it's not that <laughs> and that's not warm and then yeah. there's, there's also there's an there's a time when the park is open to bike touring right in the, in the shoulder season as That's well. Cool. And it's, but it's not open to cars yet.
1: Okay. Hmm. That would be fun. Yeah. Might be warmer.
2: Probably not. Ton warmer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe you Buy with your 15 degree bag. Yeah. Um, not your zero. You, you can leave the zero degree at home. Um, yeah. yeah.
0: Um and you, you had some sheep photos in there too, and I think uh you, you documented a sheep hunt this fall, is that correct?
1: I did. Yes, I did. Uh it was in s- September. No, August. I don't even remember now. But yeah, I was this fall, um, with a friend of mine, Garrett Rock, who I have skied a bunch with. He's one of my good ski buddies. Um but I hadn't yet hunted with him. So it was a real treat to one, be able to hunt with him, and two, be able to go on a hunt, like a sheep hunt in the San Juan Mountains of Colorado is pretty awesome. Hmm.
0: And yeah. um you uh you purposely hooked that lens off a cliff, is that
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that's a that was a, that was a gut-wrenching day. Um not just the lens, it was the mm. camera body and the lens and they went maybe about 200 300 feet down this like rocky scree slope um and just like exploded into a million pieces i like saw it go and it like hit this rock and it was just like boom like (sighs) a couple pieces there kept going boom a couple more pieces all over and the only thing i thought of was like okay it's day three and i have a ton of photos on there like this stinks Mm. so i like went down and basically surfed your way down it because it the moment you touch it with your your feet the ground just kind of moves away Mm. so there's no way i'm gonna find one all the camera parts and then i get to the first part of the camera and i'm like okay here's the lens and here's like another piece so i collected that i was like well that's done so that's We'll put that away for later. And then the body happened to be all the way down. And just before like another little like cliff drop, it had stopped. And I found that. and I was like, yes. Look No SD card.
0: <laughs> super
1: bummed. Like, well, <laughs> there's that. And so so the, I,
0: the SD card is like flown out.
1: It had like gotten knocked out. Yeah. yeah. The door came off the camera body. SD card out. Um,
2: uh, I was like there's no real way real you know how real big real. an
1: SD card is.
0: Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And they're like they're not easy necessarily.
2: Yeah, looking for an SD card in a in a on a scree slope. That's really even yeah. in the haystack. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So really. I just
1: like was like it had to be from like here because I found the door somehow
2: from mm. here
1: to here. Like maybe I'm showing you my arms. I know you can't see them. Um, <laughs> like like forty feet of coverage so i'm just looking my friend garrett comes down he's like i'm like don't worry about it like i don't want to like you know like take away from what you need to be doing like looking for sheep because we hadn't seen any yet and he's like no no i'll help like this will be good karma so we're just like scanning through all these like tiny little rocks and finally I'm like i we've been looking for like 20 minutes and i'm just like yeah, i don't think we're gonna find it and garrett like sits on the on his knees and he starts taking a pointer finger and just, like, moving rocks and watching them, like, slide down in front of him. And he, like, does it a third time. And no joke, the ST card just comes sliding down past him. And he's like, you got to be, you know, <laughs> effing kidding me. And I was like, get out. So found the card, still had all the pictures, still worked. Sony wow. tough. Wow. That's pretty cool. Um, Yeah, and that's the story. And then eventually day 12 he had his karma good karma came back to him and he he uh took a ram so
0: Is, definitely uh, so you were wow so so sd <laughs> card survives it has photos on it you uh, you have another camera body with you maybe
1: yeah i brought you, i brought two camera bodies and like a you know, silly amount of like maybe four lenses
0: okay and then so. um and then you 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 hang tough with him for the next twelve days until he shoots a ram. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) That's crazy. How many? uh, How many batteries did you bring?
1: Um, I think I only brought like seven or eight.
2: Hmm. I think. What area? Yeah, yeah, that's really
1: all I have. So that's what I brought.
2: Sure. What area of the San Juans were you in?
1: Um, like the. I'm still new to hunting, but it, what is it called? The zone, the, yeah. the, the permit area. I don't remember. So it's, it's by, it's between Silverton and Lake city. There's a little zone between there. So you can actually access it from Lake city or you can access it from Silverton. Hmm. Um, so we actually scouted from in July, went there and scouted um, and we, went up from silverton got a flat tire garrett also went got a flat tire (laughs) and then we went back in september no flat tires um and we went in from silverton for i think six days and then we went to a different part of the area and drove out and went in from like city um so Hmm. yeah really cool terrain like i i just want to go back there and like spend time there especially in september I mean, there are elk, high country elk, everywhere, bugling, and it's just a really pretty place to be.
2: Yeah, I love the sandwells. They're pretty awesome. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: So, um, yeah, it's front range. Yeah.
1: What what about the front range? We really
2: should hang out more in the front range, though. (laughs) More easily accessible, better maintained, and almost (laughs) just
0: there's way more elk over there too, right? Yeah, front Uh, range. Yeah. Yeah, way more, way more elk. Um, and and Bianca, uh, you're in Denver, is that correct? That's where you're. Yeah, yep. yeah. I'm okay. based in Denver. <laughs> um, and and you mentioned <laughs> that you just kind of. <laughs> um, you mentioned that you just got into hunting, or just started hunting, or or into the, you know, doing that. Yeah, stuff. whatever how we're all, doing. Yeah, how long? <laughs> uh, how long have you been doing that, or or what peaked? What peaked the interest, or whatnot?
1: Um, I went, I think for my first hunt experience, what would be not this past September, this September before. And I went, um, with my boyfriend, we went elk hunting up in Montana and I was preparing myself for pretty much like a boring, <laughs> I'll be honest, like a boring couple days, like looking for animals. Um, and I like fell in love with it by like lunchtime that first day. Mm. Um, it's just different than anything else I've done. Like you're not, you're not like, you don't know what your like defined summit is. Like you don't know what, how you're like, what your success is going to be defined as, like as opposed to skiing a line or like, you know what it is, but sure. it's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, that, that kind of got me into it and I, Brought my camera and was kinda like learning hunting through my lens and that's still kinda what I'm doing. Um and then yeah, so kind of enjoying it through my own experience. Um and then I was able to share that a little bit with that Sika Diverge contest, which is totally great.
0: So for for uh for people out there, um Bianca won the Sika Diverge, was it eight, seven? Eight. 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 <laughs> um yeah, okay. Yeah. She, she, so you won that uh you won that photo contest with yeah. an image. Um, was that image from Colorado?
1: No, it was from Montana.
0: From Montana. So from that trip. Mm-hmm. From that kind of first trip? Uh
1: yeah, it was actually from my first day hunting. Wow. Yeah. Wow.
0: That's yep, crazy. Yep. Your first day Yeah, it's kinda of huh. crazy. Congrats. Yeah. And, yeah and nice. and it's interesting because it's it's almost like uh, your photo and people can watch it too on Sitka's YouTube channel where they kind of talk about they go through the process of choosing the winners um, mm-hmm. and yours sticks out uh, to one of one of the fellows there uh Brad I, I think it sticks out to him because because it's so different, right and it makes sense yeah. that you that your first day hunting first day. Being in, being involved in that, you would see it from like just a completely different uh, lens, so to speak, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it. That's oh, really what the contest is, right? Is diverging from the the normal, so.
0: Yeah, but it, but it's funny yeah. because he had the. Again, they made maybe portrayed it as more drama in the the youtube video but uh he had to kind of fight for your photo a little bit right
1: oh yeah oh yeah definitely I mean it definitely wasn't received the same way for everyone which is fine I think that's that's how photography is anyways like some people are gonna like an image more than others
0: totally totally.
1: um but yeah I think I think it for me was more true to my experience like I wasn't trying to like show something I didn't do or and I still try and hold true to that, but, hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I didn't know, I didn't, I, I still don't know too much about hunting, but I'm learning. Um, but at the time, like the history behind that tunnel and cause that tunnel is from, oh gosh, I gotta remember, uh, the Milwaukee railroad. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of a cool like connection from, you know, when the transcontinental expansion into the West came and built that railroad and that tunnel. And then here we are accessing resources via the same tunnel. But, you know, so I think that's what stood out to me.
0: Sure. And, but, but the tunnel now is like full of graffiti, right? Like it's all, yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's all, it's all decorated. I'll say. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: So I have a question and I, sure. I don't mean to change the topic but yeah. the one ski photo you took where it looks like multiple images and it's behind one of our tents. What, yeah. well that's a fantastic photo, but Thanks. was there a trick to getting that or was it just an optical illusion or or was it just a place for It's right just time,
1: Yeah, it's just a sequence of photos put together. Oh, so it is. Yeah, so, like, my friend Justin's savage in the air, and he came through, and I shot, I don't know, probably 10 frames per second of the motion, and then I just pieced it together in Photoshop. YouTube is great for instructions on how to do that. Sure. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, Were you shooting that handheld? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's cool.
1: I always bring a tripod with like the intention that I'll use it, yeah. and then I get it. just don't. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, what uh, some people may be interested or not. So you yeah. use Sony Sony gear. Can you can you talk to the, like maybe, um, you know, on your on your goat trip and stuff like what lenses you decide to take with you, or or you know what lenses you like shooting with, and and kind of the gear that you use.
1: Sure. Um, so I do use Sony mirrorless. I have an a nine, which is great for sports shoots really fast. It's like 20 frames per second, I think is its highest rate frame rate. Um, and then I also acquired a, a seven R three, which is a higher resolution. So it's kind of nice if say I'm shooting on a, uh, lower focal length, like a 24 millimeter, um, lens, I can have a better crop factor in post if I want to crop in with the higher resolution camera. So I have both. They kind of work together for different reasons. Um, I use them for different reasons. And then as far as lenses go, um, um, I guess for hunting, I really like the 50 prime. So it's, it's only a 50 focal length. It shoots at f1.4 is its lowest aperture, which is great. Super fast, does great in low light. Um, I think it's a great lens for telling story, um, kind of seeing a little bit more of the human factor. It's great for portraits. Um, so I love that one. Um, I also shoot that frequently for skiing too. Just, I like that focal length and I'm hmm. used to it now. Um, the 70 to 200 is also a great lens. That's at F 2.8. Um, and that one, same thing. It's great for compressing shots um i like for skiing i like shooting that like through trees you can kind of get some foreground and then um get the steer coming through and kind of break away the background from the skier so the skier really stands out because of that compression factor of that bigger lens um and that's the same thing for hunting like it's great if my hunter's farther from me can kind of uh sneak in there with a few shots with that lens as well um I had a twenty four to seventy that's the one that fell down the mountain um I <laughs> that's actually the one that's in
0: pieces too much,
1: yeah, that's the one in pieces. I haven't missed it missed it too much really um, that,
0: yeah that's that's surprising because twenty twenty four to seventy just is kind of the the old standby right is that's kind of yeah. what everybody has or, or what yeah uses. it is
1: it is it's a very i mean it's super versatile, but you also know, like you know, if you just have the 50 or you just have to the 70 to 200, you kind of have to work, move your body a little bit more and work around and find the interesting angles and yeah. more interesting shots. Yeah. So, That's yeah, awesome. I also just got a 24, uh, 1.4 Sony lens and it's super light. So that one's kind of been added to my kit. I haven't used it for anything hunting yet, but, um, yeah yeah the nice little light lens
0: do you um do you have any big trips planned for this fall and in, in, uh, so you've fall? Uh, yeah and and you've been documenting do you um do you see yourself picking up a bow or or a gun anytime soon and, and chasing things
1: um, yeah um so I won a bow at that diverge contest <clears throat> um and I've been shooting that on and off. For a year, um, I'd like. I would definitely like to archery elk hunt. I think that's on my. That's like priority, but I don't want to be out there before I'm ready with my bow, because <laughs> I think sure. that would ruin it for me. Um, so, and yeah. just it's nice also having the capacity, like I have the time and availability to go and, and shoot other people's hunts and learn from that, because when you're behind the lens, you're kind of paying attention to everything. So sure. that's that's kind of a nice thing to have. Um, but yeah, it's something I'm working towards. You'll shall see.
0: It seems like a it seems like documenting those hunts is a good way to kind of hack hack the experience, right? Um, being as, yeah, as you've only been in it for a couple of years at this point. You you yeah, probably have exactly. more time in the field than uh, well than some people do, anyways.
2: Yeah. Unless you're documenting a bad hunter. Well. <laughs> True. And then you're like <laughs> Which I may like, have
1: done some of that. Who knows? <laughs> <Maybe> <laughs> we'll call anyone out. You know, <laughs>
2: everything I learned this trip that I thought was good, let's throw that out the window. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um
0: cool. Yeah. So do you um do you have trips then for the fall? Do you have more hunts that you you'll be documenting?
1: Um, I don't necessarily have anything set in stone yet. Um, I'm working on maybe a possible, um, Alaska moose hunt. Um, a friend of mine has a a pretty nice Wyoming elk hunt. So I'll have to see if that lines up. Um, just timing wise, I think trying to schedule everything and also like go to friends' weddings and
0: <laughs> mm. for
1: some reason everyone likes to make weddings in September.
0: In September, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. yeah. You gotta lose those friends right away. I'm just, I'm just yeah. kidding. I'm just kidding.
1: Um but yeah, so just kind of thinking about those and spring. Um no hunting trips necessarily. I might be doing a few things in Montana uh, skiing and shed hunt and rafting related, um, which will be fun. Um, and then just, you know, back on those ski trips, spring ski trips, bigger lines and things like that.
0: Got it. Yeah. It was always a a rule in my house that you couldn't get married in November. (laughs) My dad, my dad always had that rule.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I (laughs) I know people that try to plan when they, uh, when they, um, Successfully impregnate so that baby can't (laughs) go up during hunting season.
0: Baby timing, that's another big one. That is correct.
2: Baby has to fall pre July or December. Or post, yeah, yeah, or December. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
1: How
2: about this, Kevin?
0: I have two kids. One was born in June, did good, and then the second one was born
2: in December. Uh, you know, good job. Yeah. <laughs> well <you>. done. <laughs> mm. hmm Feel pity for the guy who loves archery hunting and has, like, kids on early September, late September, you know, uh, and maybe an anniversary yay! and like an the anniversary, used to yeah. work for us. I think he, uh, I think he got married like early October or something. I was like, oh, that's not really that good of a date, you
0: yeah. know it depends right it depends on if you, if you both like doing doing the thing you know i don't know yeah
1: yeah i mean it could be the woman doing all the hunting for sure these 100%. days yeah <laughs> yeah
0: for sure yeah i mean my um, <laughs> my when my first was born in june she was 2 months old when september came around i had very limited time Very limited time yeah okay.
1: yeah even when they're born, it doesn't let you out of the woods yet, because then they're then they're infants. And you have yeah, and then they,
0: to they, be there yeah. to take care. Where <laughs> they become toddlers and fall off their bike, Right. Uh, exactly. You phone calls, you got to take them places. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool, Bianca. Well, um, yeah. I mean, thanks, thanks for jumping on and doing this with us. Um, oh, absolutely. Appreciate it. We look forward to, to see more cool photos and I'll, I'll make sure to link for people so they can, they can find you, um, on Instagram. It's just your name, Bianca Germain, um, on Instagram. And yeah, we'll, we'll throw some stuff up and, and be sure to watch kind of our Instagram too, and, and see more ski photos
2: uh, from, yeah. from Bianca. So I'd like to see well, some thank you. racing stuff too. Oh, and sweet.
1: <laughs> no, uh, Um, thank you guys both for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Have a, have a good day.
1: You too.